All right, everyone, welcome back to another episode of Real Talk. I am super pumped because we have another Roman on here. We have Roman Propachuk, and he is going to get real with us about all kinds of different things from foster care to podcasting. I'm super pumped. So Roman, take it away. Tell us your story. Thanks for having me on. So um, I'm a first generation immigrant from Ukraine. I came to the U.S. in uh, 1990 when I was five with six six other family members to a two-bedroom apartment. My grandparents were already retired in Ukraine, had to start working here. Everybody worked. I had to kind of pick up the language. I had to go to English second language for about a year and a half until I learned English. Obviously, hopefully I don't have that much of an accent now, but when you learn a language uh, under a certain age, your brain programs a way where it's kind of like your native tongue and you don't have an accent. I went to college in uh, in New Jersey, Rutgers University. Before I graduated, I had an internship with the Secret Service, held a uh, top secret federal clearance. Right when I graduated, it was the 2008 recession. So state, local, federal agencies froze all hiring and I basically couldn't find a job. So for months I was looking for a job. I got down and depressed. And then only thing I really did was go to the gym and kind of stay fit. And uh, one day somebody I met said, you know, come out to my car. I want to give you something after maybe it'll help or whatever. So that uh, conversation could have went, you know, different (laughs) ways or how it transpired. But uh, they opened up, literally opened their trunk and they gave me a packet about search engine optimization and uh, said, you know, take a month learn this, go online, read up on it. So I took the initiative. I had nothing to lose. That's when I got into digital marketing. In digital marketing, which is going on 12 years, and in that kind of career path, I've held three director roles, worked on about 600 plus campaigns, Fortune 500 clients, started my own agency in 2012, and basically have been self-taught and kind of redefining myself within that space. 2017, December, I started my podcast. At first, it was myself. And then I switched over my, actually, my grandfather passed away February 2019. So in March, I think I switched over to an interview format to kind of deal and cope in my own way to talk to people and have that kind of connectivity because I've been working remotely also for the last four years. So it's kind of, you know, lonely when you're left to your own thoughts, they start wandering and obviously, and then outside of that, me and my wife have experienced five miscarriages in the past three years to try to start a family. We spent over a hundred K out of pocket on infertility treatments and we're still naturally trying, but also in May 31st, 2018, we became foster parents. We got our first placement June 1st, 2018. And since then we've had 20 kids. Currently we have four kids under six. So for the foster care, that's a, that's a huge button for me because I grew up in the system, as you know. And so what, what drove you to that? And what kind of advice do you have for people looking at the foster care system? Yep. So it's kind of another route to start a family. So technically we're foster to adopt. So if there is a child that we foster or that the division of child services hear about that the parental rights were terminated we're contacted in that sense to you know be able to adopt them like we talked offline our first placement we had two boys for a year we were told we were going to adopt and then after a year they were reunified with their bio mom which was emotionally hard but you have to be prepared things can change overnight with the case so you may have a kid for a year it's a day away from adoption and then somebody out of the woodwork that you've never met a distant family member and like across the country comes up and then they unfortunately get taken. I mean, maybe that that fit is good, maybe not. 
that they get taken and, and put into that situation. So the mindset of foster care in New Jersey, I don't know about other states, is really unification, reunification over everything, regardless of what the child thinks. So that situation, that foster home may be the best place for the child now, but they're still pushed into reunification because that's the ultimate goal of the state. So we've seen cases where that's happened, where caseworkers like, don't worry about it, they're going to end up back with you in, you know, a few months. So that kind of mindset, something bad has to happen to the child again, or they have to see something bad. So why would I want that? Why not get the situation the way it should be or not give them back at all for now, rather than have them experience more trauma? So I mean, the system is very broken. If you are trying to get into foster care, I would find a group, kind of support group to really get the stories because you don't get that kind of scared straight approach. So figuring out all your applicable resources that you have available to you and finding a support network of other foster parents is really important. Yeah, that's good. That's gold. I, I'd never thought about the support groups. There's probably tons of, there's a Facebook group for everything now. <laughs> so, Yep. And those are private also. So the only way to get in them is you have to like basically provide your license number. So it's very nice. confidential and it's literally like, you know, that person is also going through the same thing you do. So it's not like other groups where you kind of, you know, oh, everybody is a, you know, a millionaire or something, but you don't go give anything to prove it. You literally have to give your uh, foster care license number to join the group. So another thing that you talked about is you kind of came through in the time of recession, right? And so obviously right now, a big thing on people's mind is recession and how the economy. So what's kind of a, a tip or some advice you can give for people? Yeah, I would say kind of don't focus on that doom and gloom because there's always opportunity if you look for it. Obviously, a lot of people in terms of restaurant and kind of in-person malls and stores like that have been laid off. It could be a time to redefine yourself or find a passion that kind of can truly define you and take you into that next part of your life. And even if you're trying to start a company or, you know, an entrepreneurial venture, I think there's a list of unicorn companies, I think like $12 billion companies that were founded during that recession that are still here now and growing. So there's always room for innovation and growth and you just have to take advantage of the situation. I mean, there's, there's everything you can do. I mean, move online. You can start an online business of some sort. You can develop a new skill. All the curriculum is free. So everything online you can learn. It's just like majority of the time you're the first barrier to doing something you want to do and not focusing on that fear, but looking at it as opportunity. That was powerful that everyone's kind of their own biggest barrier. And I think we, we forget about that. Like here you are doing all these things, first generation, all, all this, right? Like, and, and it's because you didn't see that as a barrier and you work through it. And but people can see things as barriers. And when we stop seeing it as a barrier and see it as an opportunity, um, that, that's really the key to success. Yep. And like, you don't have time. I mean, you're going to have people like naysayers, why, why you should start this. Or my main thing I always say on my podcast, it's you versus you. You're, you're the first thing stopping in your way. But at the end of the day, you're not going to regret the things you tried, you know, 30, 40 years from now, you're going to have the things that you've, you know, you never attempted are going to be the regrets, not the things that you've tried. You yourself coming into this country, learning, working, figuring it out. Uh, obviously, there, there's people like you coming in every day, learning, growing kind of speak to them a little bit, give them some advice, help, help them out on their journey. Well, it's also mindset. I think they're even positioned better for success because oftentimes they're immigrating from like a hostile situation, you know, war zones, places of famine, bad economies, economies that have corruption in them. When I came here, it was, it was still the Soviet Union. Ukraine got its independence two years after 
1992. So I remember standing in five hour bread lines with my mom, people disappearing because of the KGB. We came here in terms of kind of a religious persecution. You couldn't really go to church. And if you did kind of like, and they found out you would lose things. So my mom was supposed to be valedictorian. They stripped that from her and like other things in terms of like, you know, being able or, or per, per prohibited from doing certain things. So I think a lot of company founders, Google, other companies, they're either uh, first generation immigrants or the, the children of first generation immigrants. So you're coming to the country with a certain level of grit that a lot of Americans haven't experienced really. If they've been living like a middle-class life, obviously they have their struggles, but a lot of people even now are so worried. I mean, I went to Home Depot. I, I waited for like 20 minutes. People were like bugging out. I'm like, dude, this is nothing. Like the guy came. I'm like, I'm so sorry for the wait. I'm like, this is not a wait for me. This is like, I'm, I'm doing stuff and working on my phone, posting to social media, answering emails. So like utilize your time and don't let things be, you know, uh, hurdles, persecution for your accent and things of that nature. But don't let stuff like that define you. Just uh, it, I still think regardless of the problems the U.S. has, it's still the best place to succeed and kind of build your own self in terms of if you are here or you're immigrating to here and just take advantage of the situation. I love it. I love it. There's so much more we could get into. So I want to take a moment here and apologize to Roman because we lost part of the audio right here and we were talking a little bit about digital media. I, I really apologize that that part didn't get into the podcast. Uh, we'll definitely have to have him on again and do an episode strictly about that. We're going to go ahead and cut it at this part and move right over to where we ask him how you can connect with him and definitely recommend that you get connected with him. Get to listening to his podcast. It is straight up fire. You are going to love it. So here we go. Yep. So my company's called Novazor Digital. So novazordigital.com. The podcast is a platform. If you look for Roman Prokopchuk, um, you know, fairly accessible and answer any questions anybody has in turn and collaborating on anything. So I'm always happy to help. Thank you.